everybody, welcome to Be, uh, Be Bit Wise, the only podcast where uh, wearing uh, mismatched socks is really actually okay. Just letting you know. So uh, wear that green and red. We can make it work. All right. This is Alondo. I'm Beaven. And I'm Jennifer. And this is episode one. Now, I know the first episode is going to be called episode one. We're going to call that the pilot. All right. That's basically, hey, uh, we're just trying to see the equipment works and we can submit our stuff to uh, Apple and Google Play and all the other services that are out there. But this is our inaugural full-length feature podcast, bringing you knowledge, getting you up to speed on tech and the impact it has on our world, all right? So, without the ice cream man. Without the yeah, ice cream man. <laughs> I'm going to get him to loop back around the building one more time. <laughs> And hopefully this episode one isn't going to be like the Phantom Menace. So. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, hey, hey, so. hey, hey, hey. Yes, you you were in nerd battle on that nerd. <laughs> there is like so, so many people who like, and I didn't realize this. When you talk about the first uh, Star Wars movie, there are people today who really, I mean, because they're so young, the first Star Wars movie to them is episode one. It's a different first And Star I'm like, oh. It's a travesty to me, is what that, it is. Oh, 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 oh. True. <laughs> you can direct all your hate mail That's to right. Beaven. <laughs> I was in love with him. With who? Han Solo. Han Solo. You guys see the new movie then. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen that. Yeah. We'll talk about that at the end of the uh, episode. We'll, we'll go into uh, our, 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 our geek culture talk and we'll kind of chat about all that stuff. So, all right. We're going to start off our first uh, segment here. Talking about, uh, you know, an area that I'm going to call what had happened was because it's going to be like really obscure tech, uh, maybe not even tech, but obscure news. So, this first inaugural episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about something. That you might be interested in. It's a superfood. Get oh, ready yeah. for this. Now, you okay. think about superfood, what are you thinking? You thinking almond milk? I'm blue, thinking kale, whole foods, blueberries, kale, acai. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, got yeah. you. Tea, All right. certain teas that can cure cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And for but, those uh, on the audio, obviously, there were some air quotes about this curing cancer thing. So just, just so you're aware. But let me get you guys educated about the new superfood. That cockroach milk. All right. What? Cockroach milk. All right. Now, there was a study that came out 2016, and everyone was like just all up in arms because there's particularly, I think the cockroach, the Pacific beetle cockroach, all right, one of a kind cockroach. And so it produces this milk, which is like considered a superfood. It's got like 10 times the amount of protein than like it's in any other type of milk and so on and so forth. So it came out, and there was like all this uproar about, oh, wait, cockroach milk? Cockroaches got nipples, and it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. They actually put like small amounts of paper inside the cockroach in the embryo area, what? and it absorbs it. It's weird stuff. So then it was like nothing after 2016, and went quiet. Of now all of a did. sudden, <laughs> well, because people first realized it's kind of hard to milk a cockroach. <laughs> exactly. That's my first question was going to be. That. You know, and so the thing is, though, now there's this resurgence of information about it because products are starting to hit the shelves oh, with cockroach milk. I know it's crazy. What... So like, and I'm, uh, let's see, I'm looking here. I think it was like South Africa. Um, Got to look here just to make sure. I, I don't want to you know, misquote something. Um, so there's a... Some medicine in India that's actually featuring it. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I can it, see that. It, but again, and they and they say the only thing they're trying to just talk about all all these 
benefits to uh, drinking this cockroach milk. But, of course, everybody's like, uh, it's still cockroach milk. Yeah. Now, supposedly, it has no taste. Okay. All right. And it's like it's got a crystalline structure to it. It's not like, you know, like milky, like what we think of milk or whatever. But still, people are like, can you not call it cockroach milk? You know, the same way you don't call, you know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get vulgar because, you know, my family's from the South. Uh, you don't call chitlins pork intestines. You, know, you just call it chitlins. <laughs> I was like, well, can't they call cockroach milk something else? But anyway, that's the thing I saw. And I was just flummoxed when I saw it. I could not believe it. I was like cockroach milk that's the thing huh so so what did what did they rename it then i don't know i mean what, what would hipsters come up with uh, for a name for that a, wouldn't fall under gluten free would it I, no, I don't know i don't know does it have gluten fancy. in it i don't know you you probably do need to put up a pinky when you drink some cockroach milk though don't yeah. you so i have two questions for that what's that one how did they determine that was healthy for people and two who was the first person to try that stuff and say, exactly. oh. Exactly. Okay, so <laughs> now there was actually a consortium of uh, organizations that got together to do the, the original study, all right? Um, and I think one of the advocates for this uh, cockroach milk, and I'm looking at her name right now, Professor Barbara, is that? Stay. And she discovered that the liquid from a mother cockroach crystallizes in the guts of the babies and it's got all kinds of benefits to it. Now, as for why, I'm going to go ahead and answer that with one word, reasons. Because people just do stupid oh, stuff. The just they're like, yes. you know how it is, like every time somebody finds something, you know, you're like, oh, well, how'd you come with the idea to do this thing? And they're like, well, I was sitting in my, uh, my attic one day and I was just thinking, you know what would be cool? Milking cockroaches. <laughs> well, and how long would it take to get enough milk to try? Oh, it yes. says it's very tedious on this oh, side I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah it's you've it got is to breed a ton of these cockroaches and that's only a specific breed of cockroaches. It, that's right. right. And how did they determine which brand of cockroach to milk and which brand was gonna be the most beneficial to your health? Would you wanna be that guy that sat there like working through ten thousand different <laughs> species of cockroaches um, trying to figure out which one had milk in absolutely it? Absolutely not. So apparently there's Bug milk ice cream now in South oh, Africa? God. Yep. See, I was going to say South Africa, and I didn't want to say it, but I was because I couldn't bring it up quick enough. But you, you see the same thing I'm looking at. So. Wow. Well, yeah. there's some Southeast Asian countries that, you know, have tree larvae and yeah. stuff like that, and they eat crickets and ants. So, Have you guys ever eaten an insect, by the way? Not on Not purpose. intentionally. Not on <laughs> exactly. Apparently, we swallow a certain number of spiders, spiders. in our sleep That's actually every debunked. Year. That's debunked. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, you guys should check that out. That's debunked. Where I can sleep better now. You can sleep better now, I assure you. <laughs> I've been worried about that other all the, these years. Other than the time that I was asleep and woke up, this is like after a hurricane, and of course, mm -hmm. all the power goes out. You're like, house is hot. This is the middle of summer. Yeah. Right. I open my windows up, and one time, I get up in the middle of the night, cockroach was on my face oh, yes. it's one of those things where you feel something like kind of yep, on your face yep. kind of moving oh god and i instinctively just reached up oh. to scratch it and felt something there and instinctively just picked it up and threw it across the room and i was like that's the end of that <laughs> so nightmares are made of so i exactly that being said i assure you all i will be the last person in line for that cockroach milk i'll be that like that last guy no, that would be arms me. crossed shaking head like nope <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's not me. I can't have it. So. Well, they're just talking about how bug milk is going to be on the forefront here. Dude. So not just cockroaches, what other bugs yeah, might be I know, I know. I guess, I guess less raid, more traps. How long would it take <laughs> you know? to get milk from a flea? Okay. 
That is a lot. Talk <laughs> about lot tedious. Lot. I know. Uh-huh. I know. So anyway, so that's your that's your interesting, strange news for the, for the day. What had happened was. What so happened? enjoy that. Walk away from that and feel more informed. <laughs> <laughs> No matter where you are, the Cogaranta, the Cogaranta, sang on your guitar. The Cogaranta, the Cogaranta, sang no matter where you are. The Cogaranta, the Cogaranta, sang on your guitar. So, this is getting into our second segment here. All right. So uh, every week we're going to try to do some challenges. All right. Now, some of them are going to be like really specific to whatever we're talking about. All right. This one's not, which is going to be like our general challenges. So um, this segment we're going to continue to call, do you even geek? All right. So basically it's like, are you a geek? Do you know any geek? All right. Now I have way too much technology around me and I'm looking around to make sure that you're definitely a geek right now. Yeah, I am. I am definitely. I'm, 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 if they could only see what's surrounding you. I am geekus Maximus Aurelius right now. So, all right. So the geek question for you guys, and I hope you can get through this is, can you name the symbols that appear above the numerals on a standard QWERTY keyboard yes are you serious starting from left to right oh, oh my god i could do them randomly okay we'll see if you right. can do it randomly there are one two three four five six seven eight nine ten obviously okay one from one exclamation point okay we got exclamation all right uh-huh. the next the one at sign at yeah, sign all right the up arrow the parentheses the on left and right. Okay, you got, okay, that, that, that. How many is that, five? It's five right now. The hashtag or pound. Pound is yes, number, the that's the one over the three. Six, uh-huh. there's two more. What's over the four? Four is the dollar sign. Dollar sign, what's over the five? Five. Oh. The fact that you know they're over certain ones, that's the Well, impressive. yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in web design, so I kind of key oh, a yeah, lot, so. Yeah. Exactly. It helps but, out a lot in web design, so. Five. Over five. Now, this actually comes in good if you're a database guy. We use this one quite a bit. I'm trying to think of... What... Oh, backslash? Nope. Slash. No, no, that's down in the oh, bottom yeah. row. Um, so over Give the us a hint there, five. Mr. Orlando. All right. So um, you would use this a lot if you were creating a pie chart. A pie chart? Mm-hmm. Think about how you would segment out... A percent sign. Percent oh, sign. Yeah. There you go. Uh, there yes. you go. You guys already said six, which six is, is a carrot. carrot. Seven is. Seven is. Hmm. This is another database heavy one or programming one. If I wanted to join two things together, I would use this character. It's not a plus. I'm trying to think. Not a plus. No. I'm at a loss. Nope. What does a plus stand for? Add. Add Addition. or. Yes. Think about a, another word you could use to stand for. If you were like uh, going to use to join something, Equals. Get, you would say no plus. <laughs> yes, but like you're getting the sum no, I mean, of using, something. Right, sum. The sum means something. And. Plus. and. Ampersand. Oh, and. Ampersand. And. There you go. Yeah. Helping you guys out. Thank you. And then the next one, I don't think you guys said this one, the one that goes over eight. Um, this one you use. I don't use that one that much. 
because if I say what the only clue I can think of, you guys will get it right off the bat. And I want you guys to struggle for it just a little bit. <laughs> Come on, we're definitely it's not struggling. Like, it's not up less than or greater um, than. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with you. I'll give you a techie clue first. Oh gosh, I know. And then I'll give you guys an easy clue second. All right. So my techie clue is it can be used as a wild card indicator. Oh shoot. So asterisk. Asterisk. Oh, that's yeah. right. So for the uninitiated, um, when I'm talking about uh, wild card. You can type this character in as your programming, and it means I don't care what the letters the character's in, just uh, give me everything that returns for that. Right. When we get into our programming episodes, we'll go into that a little bit more, and that's like down the line. But anyway, for the listeners, just FYI, that's what that means. So so you guys do geek. So I'm glad you guys actually survived that without sweating too, too much. Here's some towels so you guys can wipe your faces I off. I think I got like two out of the Me, nine. No, you definitely yeah. did better than I did. Goodness. No, you guys did. You guys actually did really, really good. So I was worried it was going to be like a really super, super tough one. So, But yeah, we'll be doing that. Um, occasionally the geek, the geek battle. All right. So it's like a little game I bought off of Amazon. Not that I'm advertising for them, but I like the fact that you have like little geek questions and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to find a trivial pursuit. that was just like nerd or geek related, but I did not find anything like that. So yeah. And some of these, by the way, eventually may be a little tougher. So just letting you know, we might've eased into an easy one at first go around. So that's right. They may, they may get hard. So bring it on. That's right. All right, so um, getting to our main portion of the uh, episode, um, which I always call Say What, which is basically we're going to talk about something, all right? Uh, This first episode is talking about the unsung heroes of tech, the ladies. That's right. I I, I know. You you like to woo and all that. That's right. Hey, ladies. (laughs) So, I mean, women have had a ridiculous impact on technology, but they're, again, unsung heroes. I mean, they have innovated all kinds of things. And one of the things that I'm going to throw out is just a random fact. Um, And I'm not going to research and tell you who this is, but this is for the listeners to go out and look into. This woman did not come up with the concept of using the term surfing the internet but she's the one that made it prolific sorry mm-hmm. so if whoever is listening out there i would love for you to go out research and see if you can find the lady that came up with the concept well not came up with the concept sorry let me clarify that made the concept of the phrase surfing the internet really popular all right was she from hawaii like the cockroach <laughs> <laughs> she was an avid cockroach milk drinker no i'm lying <laughs> back in the day back in the day she was out there milking cockroaches she was like i got it <laughs> no so um, but if you guys can go out there see if you could find that and then hit me up give me your responses um our email is podcast at bbitwise.com. I would love to... The first person who can answer this question, reach back out to me with the correct answer. I'd appreciate it. Either you'll get a call out or something on our or future episodes. Exactly. I will send you like a, a small container of cockroach milk. It basically fits in like a thimble, right? right? So, you know... <laughs> Is let you After know. fifty cockroaches. Well, After that cockroach meal is going to be like fifty bucks for an ounce. You yes. know, it will it will probably be ridiculously expensive. I mean, especially once Kim Kardashian like tweets oh, about it, it's going to be all oh, over. Yeah. It's going to be like it's going to be the rage. She's right? going to give it to her next baby. <laughs> you know, people are carrying a cockroach milk and vials around their neck on their like yeah. little chains and stuff. So. Oh god! All right, but this one's true. The ladies. The
mean, like I say, so women have had a long and influential impact on the advancement of technology, regardless of their recognition. Um, I want to make sure I give a big kudo out to Danica Patrick, who yesterday, um, as we're recording this, ran her last race in the uh, Indy 500. I mean, my sister it, it, was there. Was she? Yes, my sister lives in Indianapolis. Super cool. Yeah. I, I always wanted to go to the Brickyard and it's just beautiful. kiss it. My wife got to go, and I told her, "Like, did you kiss? The, did you kiss the brick?" And she was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> and by bringing this all back around, you know the winner of the Brickyard, of the, of the Indy 500, what do I they do? They they drink? Milk. They drink milk, that's right. Milk. Cockroach. <laughs> Not cockroach milk, Not but they cockroach drink milk. milk. Yeah, but they, they they do get down and kiss the brick. And I asked her, I said, did you kiss the brick? She's like, I'm not getting down and kissing no road. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't either if I didn't know what it was all about. Especially that one. I've seen the trash afterwards. Uh, oh, that's right. You're not kissing that. Yeah, I'm sure they're not out there like, you know, like, you know, acid cleaning that, that, yes. that road and everything. It's so. an amazing place. I've seen it. it. I had expected a little bit differently than what I saw, but. Yeah. You know, a lot of the best places on earth are just impromptu. You just stumble across them That's and true. you're amazed. Mm-hmm. That's really, really mm-hmm. true. Now, do you guys know the name of the guy who did win? Nope. His name is Will Power. What? From Australia. Get out of wow. here. Will Power. So, Man. hey, so the big props to Will Power, uh, the Australian who won the Indy 500 yesterday. Unfortunately, Danica Patrick, uh, she... Uh, um, had an accident, uh, you know, had a crash and everything. Yeah. She went out, I think, on lap like 59 or something like mm. that. Mm. Um, and for those, and just so we can bring it back to tech, she drove for... GoDaddy. GoDaddy.com. Yep. That's right. Which is one of the uh, most prevalent uh, providers of websites in the world. Goodness so not that they're, now we're advertising for them or anything, but um, just putting that out there so you know. So, all right, we're talking about the ladies, and I believe... Um, that uh, Jen's going to start off uh, talking to us about a particular lady she looked into. So Yeah, so Go ahead. because of my job in STEM, I chose Ada Lovelace to talk about. She was an amazing woman from London. Most definitely. She was considered the pioneer of computing. So she came up with so many great ideas when it came to coding and computer programming that it set her apart from many of the other ladies that I researched. Her mother valued education so much that she decided it would be very important to provide Ada with excellent education, focusing in mathematics. Um, So Ada went to some type of... Like private school or... No, she went to a seminar. Oh, okay, got it, got it. And she was in the audience listening to Charles Babbage talk about his computing machine. He had elevated into an, an analytical engine and she was so excited about it that she decided to join him and not only did she join him and become the first woman behind this great inventor she um started to show that her talents boosted her farther ahead of him and was capable of programming at a much at a much advanced rate than he was able to wow Wow. He's the guy that invented it. And she's like, let me help you out. It was pretty crazy because yeah. her program was so intense that nothing had ever been written as eloquently as her. Wow. wow. She had visions of what technology would turn into mm-hmm. one day. And this was 200 years ago. Yeah. So it's pretty phenomenal that she was able to kind of see in the future like Nostradamus mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. predict what are we going to be facing in the future when it comes to technology? What could a computer really do? She started to see things like if we put the right program in, we could produce artwork, we could produce music, 
we could go ahead and blend the two. It was pretty phenomenal to think that 200 years ago, she saw the world of programming that deeply. Right. I mean, just really, really ahead of her time. Mm -hmm. Really impressive stuff. Ahead of her time. Yeah. But would she be impressed by Snapchat? Probably. <laughs> She'd have one. <laughs> She'd be snapping us right that's now. That's right, that's right. <laughs> She'd be featured. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I thought it was pretty telling that they haven't ate a Loveless Day internationally mm-hmm. to recognize her contributions 200 years ago to STEM. A lot of people still, when you talk with them today, don't even understand what STEM's about or they're a little confused about what does that acronym stand for. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you that don't know, it's science, technology, engineering, and math, and we do have a day on October 11th that celebrates her contributions to those fields. Awesome. Um, she was truly a woman with vision and saw far beyond her years and what computers would one day be capable of doing. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, here's this guy, Babbage, who's like putting this you know, device together, mm-hmm. the analytical engine, and he's thinking to himself, oh yeah, you know, it can actually uh, do calculations. You know, and this lady says, I think it can do a lot more than that. It can, you know, and she just Mm -hmm. had this vision. I mean, so, and of course, I mean, give Babbage credit for what he did because he put together the first computer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But for her to take that, she became the first programmer. I mean, and that's huge. I mean, when people think about programming, they think about such an all male, you know, uh, 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 I guess, segment of the uh, career path that you go down. And she was like the first one out there to think about, I can take this thing, this machine, and make it go way beyond what you think it can do. It's just really, really impressive. And I've always had a lot of respect for her. So I'm so glad you got a chance to talk, you know, to talk about that because everyone needs to be exposed to, you know, a uh, uh, lady. She, I believe she's technically a lady. Lady. Ada. <laughs> she was a lady. Lady Augusta. And I think she has another name in there, Lovelace, something before Lovelace, but I can't remember it right now. <laughs> but yeah, but really impressive lady. So. Well, she worked with, it said that she published the computer program and algorithm that utilized Bernoulli numbers, which really? I thought was interesting because she was a countess. Uh huh. Oh, she was I a countess. Number. Thing. Oh, okay. Countess. I didn't know that. Okay, I thought she Play was lady. Words. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, so pretty nice. interesting. And then it said that um, also through my study of her, that in the 1970s, the U.S. Department of Defense created a standardized computer language to use for its application. Mm-hmm. They named it ADA in Lovelace's nice. honor. Nice. Pretty intense. Well mm-hmm. done. Well done, guys. I like I like Edwin giving homage to the fact that these people did some mm-hmm. really impressive accomplishments back in the day. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for us in the uninitiated, what are Bernoulli numbers? Yes, yeah, pretty intense, actually. Hmm. If you look at them... Uh, it looks like algebra on okay. steroids. God. I looked at it. I was scared. <laughs> you were scared? <laughs> or as you said earlier, scarred. I was scarred. Scarred? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. She decoded, I guess, the first 10 Ugh. levels. There are levels to this thing. Apparently so. Goodness gracious. No, that's why I took the English track rather than the math. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna try to see. I'll, I'll do my best to explain it. Maybe you can. I, I, I mean, I was into Bernoulli back in the day, um, but uh, yeah, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to take you on a tangent here, but uh, yeah, I'm not talking about that anyway. So I'm here thinking yeah. myself. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, how can I explain this over a podcast? And did I even say it correctly? It's Bernoulli. Last, Bernoulli. last, at least the way I was taught. Um, 
but yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about how would I mm-hmm. explain this concept? We're gonna put it in the show notes. How about that? Exactly. All right. That's so you want to know say. more about it? <laughs> don't let it. us don't let us fumble through it. <laughs> Look, if you understand it, you're probably not even listening right now. No, no. no if you understand, understand it, you're probably yelling at us. <laughs> yes, right now. please correct us. Do you send understand it, this? Send an send an email to podcast at bitwise.com. Oh, and we're also gonna be on Twitter. Uh, not going to be. We do have a Twitter account. Oh. It's just at BeBitWise. Go out there, yell at us, and say, um, you know, um, actually, push your glasses up and say, uh, Bernoulli actually works this way. And uh, it's not Bernoulli, it's Bernoulli or something like that. You know, yeah, however you would do that. So, anyway. There's so many ways to maybe interpret that. Yeah, so I'm sure. Because, uh, look, I, I'm, just some, I'm, just, I'm just an avid tech guy like everybody mm-hmm. else here sitting at this table. So. Yeah. All of us here have certain levels of geekiness. That's right. So if you That's have right. a, a higher level of geekiness than us, then more power to you. We apologize. Absolutely. But we, but hey, but we, we appreciate your feedback nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless. So thank you so much, Jen. I really appreciate that. Yeah. All right. And so for this uh, second segment of our uh, Say What, uh, we're going to go ahead and let B even talk about uh, some people or a lady that he uh, did some research on. So go ahead, man. Okay. Great. So the person I researched is a little bit more modern, I guess modern-ish, since she was back in the 80s. For some of us that are listening right now, you probably weren't even born then. Did she have big hair? She might have. I didn't. I saw a picture and she kind of had the poofy little 80s look. She but probably did. Yes. But this Carol Shaw is actually the first widely recognized female game designer and programmer. What's her name? Carol Shaw. Carol Shaw. Oh, got it. Carol got it. Shaw. So Carol Shaw is an inspiration to me because I grew up in the 80s. Oh, yes. And a lot of us who have grown up in the 80s... Put your hands up. I know. I saw you, Jen, over there. Put your hands up for the 80s. That's right. We're 80s fans. A lot of us that grew up in the 80s enjoyed playing the Atari 2600. Yes, yes, yes. Now, those of you who were born in the 90s, you missed out on a lot of great missed games. Out. You know, you had Nintendo, you had PlayStation, and you had Xbox. We had the Atari 2600 where the screen graphics were incredible to say the least Mm -hmm. a little square on the screen Mm -hmm. with just moving across with a joystick but it was still a lot of fun for us absolutely yeah so carol was one that worked for atari and activision another game company back in the day and she worked in the late the 70s and late 80s on these games and one of them was one of my favorite games growing up which i recently found out she created or programmed which is called river raid i'm not sure if you either of you have played that game I played it. I don't remember it like, you know, like that well. Uh, I just know it was one of the litany of games I played back in that day because right. I was a huge video game nerd. So yeah. you might want to go ahead just go ahead and explain how exactly how uh, River Raid worked. <laughs> so River Raid was basically, uh, and you know, most of the games back in the day were side scrollers where it goes left and right. This one goes up and down. It's a mm-hmm. vertical scrolling game, and. Alondo is going to be happy to provide it in the notes. There's a video of it on YouTube. Yes, yes. Wow. Killer graphics and everything. But basically, <laughs> you're just a plane flying through this river, blasting bridges, helicopters, ships that are coming in your way. And at the same time, you're using your joystick to slow down your plane by pulling back on it. Because you have to... Oh, I forgot about that. You have to con- That's right. You have to continuously fill up your plane at these fuel depots. Otherwise, if you run out of fuel, your plane blows up. That's right. I so, that. <laughs> yeah. Carol Shaw was the one that created this game. And it was published for from Activision for the 2600. Mm-hmm. And it sold back in the day more than a million copies, which is pretty good for back in the early back 80s. In the That's day. huge. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. And 
a little bit of background on Carol. She, when she was in high school, she had a basic, basic programming experience, which basically was a computer language for those of you. I took that same class in high school, and if, if it wasn't for my computer programming fan, I would have failed that class. So, oh, really? yeah, yeah. She was, she, after she took that class, she went on to take, get a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering and had a computer science degree from the University of California, Berkeley in 1977. So in 1982, after she'd been in the industry for a while, she completed this game, River Raid. And it won several awards, including Best Action Video Gamer in uh, 1984 uh, from Electronic Games Magazine, which is a magazine that's no longer existent from what I, uh, I understand. I used to read the heck out of that magazine. I used to subscribe the hell out of Nerd. it. Oh, my gosh. That, used to, that thing used to come in the mail. That yes. would be so excited to get my EGM. I was the same way. <laughs> wow. EGM, yeah. Wow. So a lot okay. of... <laughs> <laughs> Jin on. just left the room. She's like, I'm I out. I just left the room. <laughs> Slam. That's right. Oh, my Door goodness. Slam. <laughs> That's right. She's like, how are you two married? Oh, my you goodness. You actually found a lady? Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So this game was her claim to fame. And actually, uh, a couple of the versions later on actually had her name on the front cover, which is great for back in the day when there's a, an industry dominated by males. And no females really were acknowledged in... in Other than their hair. Yeah. <laughs> 80s hair. That's right. Tease it. She was put on there, front and center. Wow. Know? And after a while, it's kind of, you know, that was her claim to fame. She kind of faded from the spotlight and just started working on programming and just left the industry after that. Wow. No kidding. So she's not programming anymore then? From my understanding, no. Oh, man, but it was shame. Yeah, it was something that, you know, with an industry so stereotyped of male programmers, mm-hmm. she was one that kind of broke the mold and created one of my favorite games growing up. So. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Kudos to her. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you're saying, it was just so prevalent. It was just like all guys. I just assumed mm-hmm. they were all guys, mm-hmm. you know, at the time right. I was growing up. Yeah. Even when I was reading EGM and they would do those like uh, spotlight features, it was all guys. Yep. I mean, very, very rarely did I see a woman in any of those. And if I did, they were like, I did the cover art for the you know, yeah, the box exactly. art or something like that. Right. Because um, the box art would like not be representative of the game. The game was like a little pixel moving on screen. The box art, she was like this like really fleshed out guy with like, yep. you know, a whole bunch of like clothing on and guns and knives right. and stuff. <laughs> he was like, that little pixel doesn't look like it has a bunch of guns and knives <laughs> exactly. on it. But, eh, close enough. Pixel I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for bringing uh, bringing our attention to that lady because uh, obviously she deserves the kudos. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Good job, Carol. Good Absolutely. job, Carol. Well done, Carol. All right. So, um, so for my segment, um, I'm actually going to talk about three ladies. All right. So hopefully I don't take up too much time doing this, but um, there were three that I want to make sure I bring attention to, um, all three for different reasons. Um, so. Uh, well, of course, I'm a programmer, but even if you're not a programmer, you probably have heard, heard the term that, like, you know, use a program, and it breaks down. If it breaks down and something doesn't work, what do you call that? A bug? Yeah? hmm Well, supposedly, everyone thought that this one woman, Grace Hopper, came with this idea about a bug. And so people were like, oh, you know, how did that come to be, and so on and so forth. They were, everybody said, oh, well, she came with the idea because of this moth flying to some equipment. Well, that's not quite how that worked out. And so what I want to do is just give a little bit more attention to Grace Hopper um, because she was an incredibly gifted woman in her field. Um, she was a Navy Rear Admiral. Let's first of all give her credit for that. Yeah. I mean, Navy Rear Admiral, absolutely. right? Um, and she worked on the earliest, most powerful computers. And I'm talking about those 
huge monolithic computers that would fill a whole room, you know, that kind of thing. With yeah. a tape tape spinning around. Oh, you know, you wheels. know, yep. you know it yep. had the tape spinning all over the place <laughs> and then the lights <laughs> blinking all over the place and everything. It's like Star Trek. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, of course, um, back in the day when you would program a computer, it was done in machine language. Now, of course, most people nowadays think of machine language as either hexadecimal or binary. Now, let me explain what that means. We, when we count, we count in decimal, which means basically you start at zero, you go to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Then you put zero and put one in the 10 spot, right? Well, in binary, it just goes zero, one, and then you put one in the next spot, and then it goes zero, one, 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 and then it goes zero, zero, and you put one in the next spot. And so you kind of increment that way well that's how computers work because it's based on the idea of switches it's just on and off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it doesn't have if you think about decimal it would be 10 state i hope i'm not getting too techy but anyway so that's how nerd. binary works i know I <laughs> and hexadecimal um, basically takes that concept and it goes beyond 10 where it starts using the first six letters of the alphabet so you had to know all this stuff about switches and all that. Mm-hmm. She came with the idea of being able to use English terms to actually program a computer. Now, anybody who's used basic, like Beaven referenced to earlier, you can do things like, say, begin here, end here, which is an English term that we all know. Right. Um, you can say things like, you know, loop or for this thing right here, keep working through this, and then hit next, and it goes back back and starts to loop over again and we're going to have a uh, specific uh, topic later on that's going to talk about programming um, we're not going to get too deep in the weeds but uh, we'll give you just a little bit more insight into that but the fact that you could use common words that you could at least understand and read versus having to just look at a whole bunch of numbers and stuff on a screen or look at a card that had like punches in the card that told you what it's supposed to do was really, really innovative. Mm-hmm. And in fact, for any of you old heads out there, I'm going ahead and say old heads because, you know, hey, we exist. Um, if you've heard of COBOL at all, I assure you that you need to give some credibility to her because she was really, really involved in COBOL, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a really, really innovative programming language to program these huge mainframe computers. Um, and, and, and like I said, just the fact that you could do it using just common terminology without having to use like all these like little slips of paper putting them in and say hey hit these switches and what have you um well back in the day these huge computers used to use vacuum switches and vacuum tubes and so one day it is true that she did find a moth in a computer and she did identify that it was the cause of the problem and she pulled it out and she actually taped it in the book that she was using where she would record all of her like notes and stuff. Wow. So she actually like literally you can go to like the Smithsonian and see this book where she actually took this thing and pasted it in there. This woman programmed up until, up until she retired. Wow. She was programming up until she retired. And I mean, she came with so so much innovative stuff that, you know, had never been thought of before. So of course, leave me the show notes, but I highly, highly recommend everyone research Grace Hopper, because she just really did some amazing things, and everybody just thinks, oh, she just came with the, with the concept of a bug. The term bug had been used way before that, uh, even electrical engineering, but again, I just want to put focus on the fact that she was just really innovative for what she did in terms of transforming the idea of programming. So, so she might be interested in that roach milk. 
<laughs> she was saying moth milk. <laughs> she was like, she was like, I wonder if this is nutritious. Hello, <laughs> That's right, the the new superfood. <laughs> so the next lady I'm gonna talk about is uh, Mary Lou Jepsen. Um, and she's a technology mogul and I'm not going to go into all the stuff she has done. She has been involved in so many different companies, elevated herself to a CEO and a leader of multiple organizations. Um, but one of the things that I love about her was she helped co-found the OLPC initiative. Now that stands for one laptop per child. So at one point in time when, you know, everybody else is like moving ahead and we realized that technology enables um, advancement in either your field or your growth in education and what have you, we knew that there were certain segments of the population, I'm talking about global population, would be left behind because they didn't have access to that. And so she got on a board to help with the idea of giving everybody, every child, a computer. And she came with this mm-hmm. one laptop per child, well, helped co-found the, uh, the, the company that did that. And they came with these little laptops, and they cost about $100 each, um, and they were like little tiny little things. Um, they were about the size of, I think about an iPad, little keyboard on it. You would flip it up. It was like green and white. So it was like kind of like pleasing to look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had little two little antennas for like Wi-Fi. And I think it had a cellular in it as well. And you could pull that up, get on the internet, do everything you need to do with it. So you could like, you know, do schoolwork or whatever you wanted to do with it. So really, really innovative stuff. And they were getting distributed all over the world. So um, I wish I had the numbers in front of me. We'll put that in the show notes, of course. But she just did so much stuff for that, um, and it's it's really a shame that she's so behind the scenes that she's not a mainstream talked about person like the Steve Jobs is of the world because mm-hmm. she has a long history with technology. So I, I invite everyone go out check out Mary Lou Jepsen, really really impressive lady. Check her out, see what she's done, um, and she's still around um, and, and still doing amazing things. So. That's the, the second name I'm going to throw out there. And the third name I'm going to throw out there is somebody who is just like everybody else out there. This is a woman who is just one of us, right? And her name is Sarah Blevins. Now, she's probably, I'm, and I probably could like reach out to her and just like see if I can get an interview with her. She's an everyday average person who six years ago didn't have a computer in her house. She came up Crazy. and just started getting involved in the idea of programming. And she won a Google Developer Scholarship Challenge, challenge sorry, which helped her um, get uh, exposure to her money to, uh, you know, kind of create new jobs and businesses and what have you. And she wanted to get into front-end web development. And so she got this, um, this scholarship, so that way she can get into the nano degree program. And what mm-hmm. this is is basically, hey, I'm gonna get out here and get exposure to this programming language, learn something, move forward with this thing, and just be like specialized in creating websites or databases or applications or whatever else. She got invited to Google I/O. Now, anybody who's nerd, nerd, go ahead and they know <laughs> Google I/O is like this conference that google uh, hosts every year for developers now you're probably like so typically nowadays when google offers the tickets for this io conference which is held in california the tickets sell out in minutes Mm -hmm. and i am not joking about that minutes uh i'm talking like i think it's like nine minutes the last one you know when sold out i'm talking like 
I wish I could say the exact numbers, probably like 80,000 tickets. It No, it might be less than that, but it's a huge deal to go, to mm-hmm. be there. And here she is going to Google I.O., and everybody's just envious of her because this lady came from, again, six years ago, no computer. She was adamant and, and interested in learning how to program, and then here she is at Google I.O. out there with, like, you know, the, just hobnob with the big wigs and just hanging out with all these techie people. And the reason I want to bring her up is because anyone can do it. Right. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking to yourself, uh, you know, this is never going to happen for me. Anyone can do it. The opportunities are out there. And if, if anything else, go research Sarah Blevins because she came from a non-techie background and got to go to Google I.O. this year and, you know, talked about her experiences there, had all kinds of, uh, of, uh, 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 interviews to talk about her journey and what have you. Um, and I'm going to just finish up and just use her quote, which I felt like just says everything I need to say. And I'm quoting her again here. Embrace fear, self-doubt, discomfort, frustration, and failures. Not just embrace, but hold them close to your heart. Nurture them and allow them to be yours because they are gifts. The most precious gifts life has to give and those places are where we grow, push beyond what we are, and learn what we are capable of. And I just think that that's just so, that's so, um, I guess it's just shows so much passion that she has. She's trying to, you know, overcome, um, you know, her, her inadequacies or inability to do something. Mm-hmm. And just say, I'm going to push through these errors and become more than that. So huge kudos to Sarah Blevins. Love this lady. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of unsung heroes out there who have similar stories. Um, if nothing else, I want you to go out there, research her. Find out the other people like that, and if you think even for a, uh, you know for a moment that you can't do the same thing, I challenge you and say, well, she can do it, you can do it. Okay, so Absolutely. those so those Absolutely. are my three those are my three women in tech that I want to talk about. So um, again, Sarah Sarah Blevins, Sarah Grace Blevins. Hopper, and uh, Mary Lou Jepsen, go check them out. They're going to be in the show notes. Make sure you look into what they did and, and see if you can pick up something that might you know resonate with you and you know give you some ideas of what you might be able to do. Okay. section uh we're calling geek out all right um and and this is basically we're just to talk about geek stuff um so not that this is going to happen every week um but this week uh since uh, it's our inaugural week i figure uh inaugural uh, podcast i figure we can you know kind of get some some nerd stuff out nerd and get some nerd stuff out and uh kind of talk about some geeky stuff so um First of all, we're going to talk about the Black Panther movie. Now, I know that came out back in February. Um, I think it was like middle February, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and came out, destroyed box offices and what have you. Real nerd stuff and what have you. So, first of all, did you guys see it? Did you see the Black Panther movie? I have. Yes. You did? You did? Jen? No, no not so much? No, I have not, but I've gotcha. heard some great things about it. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. So, as a, so as, a, as a non-nerd, if you were to go see it, I mean, are you into action movie, like uh, comic book action movies at all? Then? I can be. You can be? I like <laughs> romantic comedies. Oh, right here. Uh, we're we're <laughs> high-fiving over here because I am such a closet rom-com. Oh, dude. my goodness. All right, wait. Stop, stop. Before you go on, what is your favorite romantic comedy? That's the test. The romantic comedy. My favorite 
Shannon Alondo. Mm, so I'm going to say, first I'm going to go ahead and give credit to, even though I know it's not like romantic comedy, like the sense of romantic comedies now, but Casablanca really resonates with me a lot. Yes. It's romance and it's got like this like challenge of like uh-huh. I can't be together and conflict and all that. And there's still some funny parts to it. But I'm going to go ahead and say. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sleepless in Seattle's always been one of my jams. I love, I love seeing Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan together. I don't I don't know what it is about well, that. And that, I love You've Got Mail too, but that yes. one mm, But mine great. is How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Which just became available on Netflix. I love yeah. that movie. Yes, I'm going ahead putting up all my I lost all all my masculine credit just yeah, now. But keep going. Steven, have you seen that movie? I have seen that movie, but I can barely remember it, honestly. I mean not that it wasn't a bad <laughs> bad movie or anything but it's just i couldn't remember i know it was kate hudson right and yes who was the male love matthew, matthew mcconaughey yes hey yeah <laughs> and she was trying to like lose him in 10 days because she was writing an article or something right right okay. he was trying to gain her in 10 days gotcha yeah. and she gotcha. was like anti-love anti-love yeah and he was too really yeah so, so. yeah 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 that was the uh, merging of the two there. But I love <laughs> You've Got Mail. It's just one of my things. It's speaking of tech, yeah, there you go. I mean, it was a great speaking movie. Of. Oh, and speaking of, since we're talking about You've Got Mail, bring this back to tech, I was looking at a website. I'm going to go ahead and link it, not in this week's show notes, but next podcast show notes. It's one of the oldest websites out there that still exists it has been out since the movie came out like 1996 i believe it was and that website still exists now they've updated it but it has been continuously operating for the last like trying to think of where that is what what you've got mail you've got mail is that the web oh okay yeah yeah so like right right after the movie came out so yeah. yeah yeah And had cranberry. They had a cranberry song in the a beginning. Remember that? Of course it song. Did. Yeah, which uh, I can't remember the lead lead singer's name. Dolores who just passed O'Riordan. away. Oh my Dolores gosh! O'Riordan. I was, I was shocked. Yep. Shocked when she passed away. That was... Things that cosmos are made of. Yeah, not to date myself, but I think she was my age, so that's kind of scary. What? Uh huh. Man, I knew she was young though. Yeah. I knew she was young. She, I was like, you shouldn't be passing away that young. So anybody, you do you remember any of the other characters in that that movie? So of course you had uh, Tom Hanks and Meg mm-hmm. Ryan. I remember. Uh, uh, oh, I keep now. I forgot. I went blank remembering her name. The the lady that was uh, the love interest. Um, Are you talking about his first, like his girlfriend? Tom Hanks's girlfriend in the. The elevator was, scene was my yeah, favorite. And I, I don't know. There was a lot of I keep, scenes. For all of a sudden, it went people. blank and said Penelope something. I was like, their name's not Penelope. I don't know what her name is. <laughs> It's, it's, uh... Penelope Cruz? No. No, never. <laughs> we would know that name. Hey, you guys yeah, are the rom-com experts. Yeah, she was pretty experts. intense, yeah. I know, I, I really feel embarrassed that I do not remember her name off the top of my head, uh, uh, off the top of my name, uh, sorry, off the top of my head. And, do, 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 do. yes, slow internet, thank you so much, appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> Cast and her name is Parker Posey. That was oh, her yeah. Posey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the uh, the love interest of Tom Hanks, and Greg Kinnear was the love interest of Greg Kinnear, of Meg Ryan. Wow. Yeah. Then yeah. those two got together, and right in the movie. I know they were talking. No, no, no. Greg Kinnear got together with the lady on the show that he did the interview with. That wasn't Parker Posey, whatever that name, lady's name was. Oh, I thought that was. 
They did like the TV interview. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did we get on this? We were talking about Black Panther. Anyway, Black, Black Panther. Let me, let me, let me, let me retrieve a little bit of testosterone here. Black Panther. Yeah, I'm gonna do like, like, Black Panther. You know, just I, I can't I'm do it taking... like quite with the, the microphone here. You can't see it anyway. But yeah, Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. I took control on the rom com. That's all right. That's all right. It's all right. So, all but Black Panther. Um, and for anybody who does not know, which I'm sure you don't, because we're not all personal friends yet. Um, Black Panther is a character I have been following for forever. I've been reading Black Panther since when I first got into comic books back in the 80s. And um, even right now, I have a Black Panther tattoo on my shoulder. I was so excited when they announced that this movie about to come back, uh, coming out in the 90s. I was super excited. Wesley Snipes was behind Wesley it. Wesley Snipes. Mm. John Singleton. Like, yes, yes, yes. And then yeah. it never happened. It was never like, happened. meh, it's never going to happen. And then when Marvel announced that this movie was coming, I was like, whatever. Because I had been like, you know, kind of like, Let you know, down. yeah, I've been mm-hmm. on the on the hook for a minute. And I was like, it ain't going to happen. And then it comes out and I was like... Uh, it's gonna be campy and whatever else because <laughs> every time these movies would come out, they would be joking and stuff. And the movie came out, I was like, "Yay, they represented him right!" So I was really super excited about that. Well done. Yeah. So then that movie came out. Right behind it was Avengers: Infinity War, which did you see that? I mean, I'm sure you oh, saw that. Yes. One. Yes. I've yes. Seen that you one. liked it. Mm-hmm. You liked it. It was good. There you yeah. go. There you go. Jen, did you see that one? No. You got to see that Sorry. one too. I know. I have a list going right now. I know. I know. <laughs> And the first thing she has on her list is Star Wars Episode One. No, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. So uh, yeah, and that was the other movie I was going to talk about was Solo, Star Wars story. So I went and saw that the other day. It was really, I, I was really surprised how much better that movie was than I thought it was going to be. Really, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So um, highly huh. recommend that if you get the opportunity, go check that out. Um, but I have the movie pass. That's so, right. So that makes things a little easier on me because it's like I pay mm-hmm. the nine ninety nine a month mm-hmm. and um you know I can watch one movie a day. It's crazy. Yeah, so I can That's watch. That's amazing. Yeah, it's perfect for especially for someone like me because I'm El Frugale and I consider I uh, continue to call myself that El Frugale. Um, which so, means uh, El Cheapo. Yeah, <laughs> I know there's gonna be there's gonna be a person. Is that who like knew, the Godfather name of movie watcher? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone who knows Spanish is gonna be come back and be like. That is Hello. not what El Frugale means. I'm like, I know, I know. I just made that up. But I've been using it. It works well. I actually have a whole dance that goes on with that. Oh, but, Lord. Uh, we got to we'll, see that. No, no, no. That's going to stay. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Maybe. We'll see. So, uh, uh, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed that, that uh, solo Star Wars movie. But it was great because I got to see it on Movie Pass and I had to, like, pay for it out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to pay for it out of pocket, I'd be like, uh, maybe I'll wait till it comes out on you know, DVD or right. streaming or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, I highly recommend those three. You guys seen any geek movies or anything lately? Those anything are the big really geek movies. Well, besides Solo, those Black Panther and, and Avengers: Infinity War were really right, good. Right, right, right. Speaking of technology, yeah, you want technology-heavy movies? Jeez, the special effects on all of those movies, I'm sure. Yeah, they um put out, and I haven't opened up my Black Panther. I bought the DVD, 4K, Blu-ray set, or whatever, and mm-hmm. I know they have something that talks about the technology they use to make the effects. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that, but I haven't done that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What about you, Jenny? Any techie, geeky movies you've seen lately? Honestly, no. No, I'm not no. Gotcha. Sorry, no. y'all might be able to pull me to the dark side eventually. Oh, hey, just Wait, kidding. Hey. The light side. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and if, uh, if I, I know one of the tech movie, uh, tech shows that's been out lately, it's got mm-hmm. a lot of uh, um, accolades. Is uh, Westworld. Westworld. Have you seen it? Yes, I watched that. I'm trying to keep up with it. Jen? So if you get an opportunity. So on my Netflix, you'll see things like the Royals or 
you know, things that aren't as techy, but maybe right, right, I need right. to change my tune a little bit to be able to answer <laughs> nope, your question. No, 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 no. no. It's like, again, I'm just giving an opportunity for anybody to talk about, you know, whatever they'd like to talk about in terms of geek. You know, it's like, hey, what what, what have you been doing geek? Um, or if nothing else, what have you learned mm-hmm. geek this week? What have you learned geek? Yep. Um, that's the other thing I want to, you know, make sure we kind of touch on every so often is, you know, what did you learn, you know, this, this geeky, like this week or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Jen, you are the, basically the least geeky of the three of us in this room. So. Yeah, we haven't really talked about it. We at this get, point, so. I'm trying. We want to get your perspective there. as a non-geek okay. about things. Yeah, so. and for those out there who haven't gone to the website, go, go check out our bios. You can get a little bit of insight into us. But yeah, I am a programmer, developer. Um, I'm a web designer. Yeah, I'm a STEM designer. teacher. Yeah, there so. you go. So we bring like three completely different perspectives, and so it is great because you know the, the, everybody's job is to basically kind of hold us all in check, right? So, right. <laughs> yeah. So if Jen starts talking about something that's like not tech at all, we'd be like, "Do you even nerd? Jen, are you, how are you a STEM <laughs> teacher if you're not even talking?" <laughs> Which she'd probably be like, uh, "I know a lot more than you think I know," and then it's like, "Yes, ma'am, you're right. You do. You know more than we thought you did." Recess. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say the other, the, the other check and balance is if I get too geek, then their their job is to like kind of bring you back from Reel the, you in, man. Yeah, bring you back from the Reel edge. In. You know, All right. So, yeah. Stop that's with the right. geekiness. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Stop that. So you were gonna say though, Beeman, what are you saying? One of the fascinating things about Black Panther, without giving any spoilers away for it, was the fact of how they utilize technology in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it was know. very beneficial for everybody, and yep. that, that's kind of like the. You want to kind of consider it a utopia for oh, yeah. folks. Yeah. But at the same time, they were keeping it for themselves. And yep. then without giving too much away, that kind of sets things in motion. But it kind of gives you a perspective of, hey, if we could share this kind of knowledge and technology with everybody and not limit ourselves. Right. Can you imagine the possibilities that we have? Almost like this podcast. Exactly. I mean, you know, we're just sharing the technology with everybody. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> say all right bits and bites and that's you guys that's this week's show um thanks for joining in and we hope you learn a lot about uh the ladies that have shaped technology um remember to learn something new every day um so we can all be bit wise and we want you guys to uh you know of course tune in with us next week hopefully we're releasing these on sundays um that's gonna be the general plan um but in general general um again we appreciate you guys uh you know joining in with us here remember to go to our website uh bebitwise.com and uh, what we're going to say every week is let's, let's all be, be bitwise. Bit <laughs> all right. Bye, y'all. See ya.
<laughs> I know. And the pictures are terrible. They oh, are terrible. Uh, I don't even want to look at them. Yeah, you don't. Well, yeah, you kind of... This one isn't so bad, though. It looks like this. Okay, okay. That's not too, too It's bad. not as bad right, as, like, that right. thing that you had on your screen Yeah, mine was ago. red with... All I saw was pesticides. Uh, Part of my yeah. milk. And nope, I'm not nope. interested in that. Right, right. Can you imagine right. adding that to your cornflakes, though? Oh, man. So organic cockroach <laughs> leg in that. milk. <laughs> We'd need to have organic cockroach milk. That's right. And then you might, you might look into it? Might look into it. Maybe. No, maybe. I still wouldn't. I'm just saying, in order for it to even begin to be Goodness marketable. No, you know, I can... Some hipster somewhere is like, uh, you don't even got the right cockroach, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> Try this one. It's actually all herbal cockroach. I don't know you heard of that. Uh, so what? What was the cockroach again? What was the name? Of, what was the name of it? Oh, Pacific what? It was the. Let me find it here again. The female Pacific beetle cockroach. Female Pacific beetle cockroach. So and basically, if you want it to be just neutral, you can call it Pacific milk. Yeah, I guess you could. There you go. Oh, I want the, the trademark. I'm gonna take yeah, world. Does, does it help us from Hawaii? Oh, see. I've been there. there it's go. pretty beautiful. Hawaiian so if you said if pretty you said, exotic. If you said Hawaiian roach milk, mm. Mm. or maybe you use the, uh, the the genus name for cockroach and try to use that. Maybe, maybe after a few shots. <laughs> I like how you think. <laughs> Not with coffee or anything. That's true. Hey, look, Churchill. look. In certain parts of Asia, when you go into a restaurant, do not order the fragrant meat. Oh. Fragrant meat is basically dog. So if you can figure out a name like fragrant meat for your product, then <laughs> yeah, we'll there see. you go. Yeah. I, the, okay. I, I definitely so, learned something new yeah. today. Fragrant so. meat. Avoid. Yes. Nerd. <laughs> that is being a nerd. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep you, you know, on keep your toes. Keep us in the know, if right? Whenever you go to Malaysia or something like that, don't go. Don't try it. Okay, so. All right. Can I close this up for just a second? All right. <clears throat> All right, so my segment, of course, and I go into uh, three ladies here. So, um, so, of course, you know, ladies doing it for yeah, themselves. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. How was that for the first? Oh, it was terrible. I just tell you right now. Oh, by the way, nothing recorded. No. <laughs> oh, man. I would, like, oh hit God. you. <laughs> no, no. Conception is that what we're talking about now. Okay. Okay. Then do that. <laughs> So I was in a coma. That's right. That's yeah. right. For the past two years, I don't remember. You know my what? Name. You can't have a good <laughs> oh soap opera without at least one good coma, I right? Know. I mean, someone's in a coma. And I used to watch Days of Our Lives when I was in college, and um, they used to always have this girl get possessed by the devil. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Which is the weirdest thing. I was like, what kind of exorcist nonsense is this? Wow. In the middle, of the- how does that and. I would talk with other people, but like, yeah, that girl got possessed by the devil. Yes, I was like, you're okay with, okay, fine. I, I guess it's a thing. I guess it's a thing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, guys. Mm. So, <laughs> and of course, I'm going to do the whole thing. Like, you know, welcome to Be Bitwise, the only podcast where, and I'm going to put my little interjection in, and I'm going to say, this is Alondo, <laughs> Beaven, Jennifer, Jennifer, and then I'm going to do my thing, and then I'll do, you know, the little stuff here, and then I'll go into my little segment part okay. and talk about my little, uh, my little nonsense. And then uh, we'll take pauses between segments. Okay. And then if we have questions, go. we can ask whoever. Again, this is really talk. conversational. So. All right. Yep, cool. yep. 
Okay. All right, y'all. So 